0: The Longhorn Confidential Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Hello, Texas fans. This is the Longhorn Confidential for Thursday, February 13th. Happy early Valentine's Day, everybody. Ooh. I'm Danny Davis, the Austin American Statesman. As always, Mike Craven is in the room. He's on the mic. Mike, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. I am
1: Valentine's Dayless. I don't even have to worry about any of that. It's a really freeing feeling. It's just a day on a calendar. I didn't even know it was coming up. I mean, I knew it was coming up, but I mean, it was NBA All-Star Weekend for me.
0: Well, it's freeing for me, and I'm married because the baseball team's in Houston this weekend. So I'll be spending my Valentine's Day with uh, David Pierce and the boys. And My wife's not too pleased about it, but I'll I'll figure out a way to make it up to her. If anyone has any suggestions, uh, hit up my mentions because I may be in a little trouble when I get home on Sunday. But... This is not to talk about Valentine's Day and who we are and are not getting roses for. We're here to talk about recruiting. Um, We're kind of going to switch things up a little bit over the next few podcasts. Uh, We're going to kind of use this space to talk about position groups and what to expect in this 2021 class. Mike's going to be doing the same thing in his dotted line column on hook'em.com if you want to read up um, on what you were listening to. So today we are going to start with quarterbacks. We're going to finish with defensive linemen. Um, in the future weeks, you know, obviously we're gonna get to running backs, linebackers, defensive backs, so on and so forth. So let's start off with ca- quarterbacks. Um, committed to the Texas Longhorns, they have won this 21 class already uh, Jalen Milrow, a quarterback from Katie Tompkins. Um, looking forward, if we look at what their roster is supposed to be in 2021, presumably Casey Thompson will be um, here, he would be a junior in mm-hmm. 2021. Um, Hudson Car- Card and Quentin Jackson. They'll either be sophomores or redshirt freshmen. Assuming both of them are in the fold, um, Mike. First, let's start with uh, Jalen Milroe, Excuse me. Um, what are your, kind of your impressions of him? What kind of quarterback is he? And uh, you know, is he is he someone that Texas fans should be getting excited about?
1: I think he's the highest rated quarterback that Texas has gotten on on my Fab Fifty Five since I've got here. Mm-hmm. I had Ellinger kind of in the late teens, uh, Card in in the teens. Uh, Jalen Milrow is a, a top 10 player in the state. He's a winner. Uh, Katie Tompkins was not known for football. That's one of the lesser schools in the Katie district. They have so many schools now. Katie's usually the dominant force. They had never gone to the playoffs before. They've gone in his sophomore year and his junior year. So he's a winner and he's somebody that you know kids around the city uh, really are drawn to. He won an FBU uh, national championship with Hayden uh, Connor, Bryce Foster, those guys. Um, and so He's just kind of a young Houston legend, a little bit how Jaquindon Jackson was in the South Dallas area. Uh, guys just kind of gravitate tor- towards him. He's a dual-threat guy. I think he's more of a passer than runner. He's a pass-first uh, guy with some athleticism and uh, just a, a really good fit for Texas's system and what Tom Herman's wanted out of quarterbacks over these
0: last four or five years. Yeah. Um. Some people have pointed out online and on Twitter. I think uh, um, one of our um, good listeners and followers, uh, um, Racer, and I forget his entire Twitter handle, asked, asked us about this um, a couple of, of weeks ago. But Texas seems to be in the market for two quarterbacks mm. in this upcoming um, recruiting class. Who are some of the other quarterbacks they're looking, looking at and targeting? We've seen a lot of, you know, a few kids tweeting out that they've gotten offers from this new staff. Um, who, are some of the, who are some of those kids?
1: Yeah, I think the number one name on the list is Sawyer Robertson. He's uh, from Coronado in Lubbock. Uh, more of a pocket passer, big armed kid, not as athletic as we've seen uh, Texas recruit, you know, in terms of quarterbacks over these last four or five years. And, and that could be, you know, the first sign of Texas's new offensive coordinator getting his say in the recruiting room of kind of what he wants. He wants to be more of a a passing, uh, down the field, vertical, take shots type of offense. So. Sawyer Robertson out of Lubbock is a name to watch. He's on the Fab 55. Uh, then Garrett Nussmeier uh, from Mark, Flower Mound Marcus, another Fab 55 member. It's a really good year for quarterbacks. And then, like we mentioned, even though Texas signed two last year, and then they signed two that year with Casey Thompson, with the transfer portal and with Rashawn Johnson uh, going to running back full-time, which Tom Herman mentioned in his press conference earlier in the week, that leaves a spot open at quarterback. So Rashawn Johnson's scholarship that was in the quarterback room will go to a second quarterback in this 2021 class, specifically because JaQuindon Jackson is an athlete who could end up somewhere other than quarterback if, say, Hudson Card really takes the reins.
0: So here, you know, quarterback is one of those positions where obviously there's only one in the field. And while there are some athletes who can find, um, you know, playing to about at other positions and, you know, someone like Gerard Hurd or Rashaun Johnson, Johnson have made transitions to other positions – you know, if you're signing with Texas as a quarterback, you want to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, if Texas is going to sign a second quarterback, would that scare off someone like Jalen Milrow, who in addition to being a really good recruit is also a leader in this recruiting class and is doing a lot of the, the groundwork for this Texas staff and spreading the good word, would that turn him against Texas? Or at this point, do a lot of these kids embrace competition and know this is kind of – I'm sure the Texas coaches are being up front with them um, and just kind of know this is how it's going to be?
1: Yeah, I think there's two points here, and you made a great. The first one is is communication. As long as the staff keeps the players in, you know, the circle of what's happening, and it doesn't come as a surprise to them, I think it's easier to overcome. If Jalen Milrose is just kind of sitting there on his couch, and all of a sudden it's like these three other quarterbacks got offered. What happened? Then there may be some questions that need to be asked. But when Rashawn Johnson was moved. Um, Uh, to running back full-time. I think there was a conversation with Milrow uh, behind the scenes that was like, hey, we're going to need two. We only really have one guy, and that's Casey Thompson, that's going to be on campus by the time you get here, that's played any type of snap at all. College-wise, we're going to need two dudes. And you probably don't want a quarterback that's scared off by competition. You know, That may be something to learn about that kid early because at a place like Texas, you're coming in, not only to compete with your classmates and the guys younger, but you're, you're thinking you're going to come in and compete with Hudson Carr, Jaquinnon Jackson for that spot. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it really impacts his recruitment as much as maybe it would in other times because nowadays these kids know they can just go to the transfer portal if it doesn't work out in a year or two.
0: Uh, speaking of that aforementioned transfer portal, how, does that, how has that impact uh, the recruitment of quarterbacks? Obviously, a few years ago when Casey Thompson and Cameron Rising both signed in the same class, cam transferred out after a year Casey kind of flirted with the portal and decided to come back um you know if Hudson card and jackson aren't getting any traction that's a option for them down the road how does the transfer portal impact recruiting
1: well it makes you need more guys you know i, I think there used to be this conversation of do you take one quarterback do you take two would taken two put off number one i think in modern age of recruiting and how much knowledge is out there and with the transfer portal These kids know, hey, I'm going to go try to play quarterback at this school. I'm either going to win the job in a year or two or I'm going to get out of there and go find a place where I can win the job. And so I don't know if they look at it necessarily um, as this four- or five-year commitment as much as an opportunity to go try to win a starting job. And then if that doesn't work out, figure out your options from there. And as a coaching staff, it makes you have to really pay attention to the numbers because you may feel like you have a really strong group of quarterbacks but if one of those or two of those guys leave in an off season, you're with an empty room now. So you really have to to pay attention to that and, and constantly be re-recruiting your guys that are on campus.
0: You know, if you are a quarterback in this 2021 class, how attractive is Texas knowing that? Because on one hand, Sam's not going to be here. So conceivably, there is a open job available in 2021 but you'd also be a true freshman. And I wonder if that's more attractive for these guys, a chance to come in here and maybe play right away, or would they rather go somewhere that has a senior where they get to sit or someone who's going to be a senior in 2021, where they get to sit for a year and learn and be on campus and maybe have a better chance to start as a sophomore or or a redshirt freshman.
1: These kids want to play right away. You know, they saw Trevor Lawrence. They've seen some of these guys, you know, to start as true freshmen and, you know, confidence is part of being a great athlete you know and now you get to college campus and I think that gets neutered a little bit like hey I may not be ready for this you know a redshirt year but when they're getting recruited they want to play right away and I think Texas's pitch is going to be uh, based on Casey Thompson it's not you're going to have to win that job against Hudson Card right when you step on campus it's we have a older guy that we're grooming to kind of play and then After your redshirt year, it's going to be all hands on deck. Hudson Card, you, Jaquindon Jackson, whoever else we sign, all for that job. And I guess that would be the 2022 season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I think that's the recruiting pitch of, hey, we're going to have Casey kind of go after Sam. And then all these young guys are going to get a chance to
0: compete. Uh, We're going to get to the defensive linemen in a second. But uh, Mike actually caught up with uh, Terrence Cook, who is a linebacker. Um, Recently, So we're going to listen to that interview, a three-star linebacker out of Shadow Creek High School. He has a Texas offer. So let's listen to what Terrence had to say.
1: So uh, how familiar uh, were you with Texas when we're coming on this visit, kind of what are your overall thoughts on it after having it? I wasn't
2: very familiar with Texas, and I knew about it because I'm from Texas, but it was all right. I wasn't that familiar with it, but now I I fell in love with Texas definitely top school and not the top school. They do everything. Texas, Texas has a program and family that I buy into. I love my, I love my position coach. Coach, uh, coach Coach, H. I love him. I love Coach Herman. I love the recruiter, Mr. Carrington, and they do everything for me. And I, I think in the next couple years, you have a great team coming, coming forward. How much is the Xavier going to help? Kind of keep in your ear and kind of keep Texas there. That's my boy. Probably uh, probably 100%, 10%. The, the day that's going to be in my ear. Uh, I, I'm, I'm playing with him since uh, middle school, actually. So, it's just like family, and I, I can trust him. So, I'm a, I'm a listener. you get to see his place today? move in? Nah. Uh, all I saw was my brother, Miro really. And, and, and Miro he was trying to send me, at, send me to Texas today. So, I'm I'm being so I'm about to get so it's I'm loving it. How how important is it to have Jalen for Texas? Like, how much of an advantage do you think that gives the Longhorns in this class? I'm a lot. Jalen's a leader on and off the field. He doesn't have to start to be a leader. Jalen, he's a very intelligent person, a big Thunderbound. He's he's amazing. I mean, Jalen's one of the hardest-working kids I know. He's smart, he's intelligent. I mean, he's also a cool, good dude, cool, nice, caring dude. And he's my brother for life. You know, other than Jalen, who? Who were some of the guys you got to talk uh, with, create a relationship, stuff like that? My dog, Derry. Derry from New Caney? Yeah. And my dog. I just met him today. That, that's my dog. I'm coming to him for my official visit. It'll be me and him. But, yeah, I, I rock with him. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. He, cool he knows a lot of people I know. That's a cool dude right there.
1: How fun is it to kind of build those relationships? I mean, y'all, I mean Houston's so big that it's not like y'all run into each other. And stuff. Yeah,
2: it's weird. Cause when I first came out, I was like, I'm not going to know nobody. I was like, I'm, I'm shy, but... Say some Derek. I even talked to uh that landing dude. It was like we're cool, it was like everybody was cool, it was like we all here for one same reason. It was like an open and welcome environment. They made us just come out of the box and it's cool though, but out of everybody I rock with Derek the most. Scheme wise, what did they talk about in terms of fit with this new team? Talking about me playing wheel wheel backer talking about running field, come up, how how they had me fitting their schemes, how I'm no one prospect right now linebacker which which means a lot. I'm very I I, I see that coming in. Uh, just talking about how they make me for love, how they want me here. I'm saying, I saying, I saying, I saying, I saying uh, How much has the confidence grown? State championship, you know, a year as a starter, kind of, you know, where are you at mentally compared to maybe last year? I, mean, I think I'm the same. So kid, so kid got some improves. Kid still got to work. State championship, believe or not, after a couple of days it wears off. you he usually he, he, a regular dude in a regular time, but uh, it's the same. I come coming here for meeting now. Last year I worked to get a first offer. Now I'm working to be a, for a first year starter, so. Yeah, sir. As far as the officials go, uh, do you have a plan for that over the spring? I come, I, my plan is to come in spring with Derrick. <laughs> whenever Derek so y'all keep coming, I'll be right there with him. Any yeah, other schools that are in play as far as the officials Uh, I think I probably hate this, Oklahoma. i Oklahoma official. We don't work for Texas. Oh, uh, you don't work for Texas? <laughs> no, 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 Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, Washington, but yeah, man, I'm just, I'll I be coming to Texas when Derek. come, i the deciding factor you know, end of uh day, what are you looking for academics really on in, in biochemistry program uh family and love I want to feel like I'm part of something not in something not like a not like a robot not like a figure I want to be something I want to be a I want to be a factor in the school I want to be a person I walk around on campus people know who I am I want coach. I don't want to be a favorite I want to be knowledge and respect on the team and uh just how my family feels about it there it I'm bored with Texas? I'm a board with Texas. I, said biochemistry. I was gonna say. Biochemistry, biochemistry yeah. yeah. What what we'll look into that you know, oh what do you wanna do with biochemistry? <laughs> uh, my mom's a chemist. Uh I like I fell in love with bio, biology, ninth grade year. Uh, I wanna do biochemistry research with animals and effects on the climate and these randoms.
0: So yeah, I don't really know what led me here, but
2: that's <laughs> awesome. Hey, that's awesome, man. Most people don't know what
0: they want to do. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, let's get to the the big boys in the trenches on the defensive uh, defensive side, and defensive linemen, and you know, by saying big boys, it's kind of funny because they're all in great shape and <laughs> <You laughs> run four eight. Not really, not really that, not really that big, and the big. Uh, you know, when we talk about the word big. But let's talk about defensive linemen. Uh, Texas has one commit in this class, uh, Denton Ryans, Jatavian Sanders. Um, he is the top-rated Texas commit on your Fat 55 list, which was released last week. What else do people need to know about uh, J- J- Jatavian?
1: Yeah, he's an incredible athlete. You know He's listed as an athlete on a lot of the recruiting sites because he also starts a wide receiver. He's just already 220 pounds and can just now drive, so it's just hard for me to imagine he doesn't get to 240, 250 by the time he he gets in a college weight program for a year so defensive end is is where i project him and he's going to be one of those dudes that's joseph assai type you know high energy can come off the edge super athletic really long uh, just kind of a freak that if he puts it together and really concentrates on one position is is going to blossom and i think is the highest upside uh, player so far in this Texas class it's now down to six after uh, Lake McCree from Lake Travis tied in decommitted last night
0: uh, not having a Lake Travis kid uh, to sign line with Texas they seem to be having a pipeline there recently but uh, going back to defensive linemen on the roster in 21 2021 conceivably you're going to have Keandre Coburn, Devondre Sweat, Maura Ojimo, Myron Warren, Daniel Carson, Peter Magpie um, Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, Sawyer, Gorham, Waltz were all in this 2020 class. So uh, they're, they're going to have some depth. And then there's, you know, you know, not even factoring in Joseph Asai, Byron Vons, who are going to kind of be that jack position coming off the edge. So I don't know if you want to count them as a linebacker or a defensive lineman. We can argue that that later. But when it comes to recruiting, Collins and Broughton were very big get, gets for Texas in the 20, this 2020 class. Um, obviously, Jatavian is a high-ranked prospect. Can Texas keep up that momentum when it comes to recruiting in the trenches? Because, let's face it, they have struggled with getting these big-name, five-star, four, high-four-star kids at that, at that position.
1: Yeah, and what sticks out when you listed those names is all those guys are pretty much defensive tackles. You know, there wasn't a star defensive end uh, listed in there except for maybe Osai, but if we're being realistic, he's probably in the NFL by the time we're having this conversation if everything goes to plan, so... The Longhorns have a lot of big bodies in there. I love Tavondre Sweat, Moro Jomo is fantastic, Coburn's great. Uh, I think Broughton, Collins end up at three technique defensive tackles just because they're already nearly 300 pounds. So Texas is really good at the big spots along the defensive line, which makes sense because they were playing an odd man front that required a bunch of big bodies. Where they're going to need to get better in the recruiting trail, whether it's straight through preps or Juco for a little bit, is edge rushers because after Osai, I'm not sure Texas has a real pass rusher that we know of. You know, maybe uh, Byron Vons is that guy, but we're not sure yet. So the Longhorns have to get edge rushers in this class. And there's some guys out there like Jatavion Sanders, Landon Jackson, some dudes that can really get off the edge that Texas can not only pitch, hey, we're running this four man front. But hey, we're running this four-man front without a lot of players that can run it. We need you to come in, play right away, and kind of be our pass rushing specialist.
0: You know, These next two questions I had for you can pretty much be the exact same question, so we'll just mold them into one. Um, Texas has had some recent success with, I guess, building guys on the defensive line. Puna Ford was the conference's top defensive lineman a few years ago. Charles and many who did the same thing. Both of them are having very good careers in the NFL, but it's not like – both those guys got to Austin as you know five-star, you know camp miss prospects that they developed while they were on campus. Um, why do you think Texas has had trouble with landing, you know, great talent on the defensive line? And you know, conversely, now that they have m- moved away from the you know Todd Orlando's three-man front, is it going to be easier to get those guys off the edges who, you know, want to play in a four-man front and don't want to be you know double-teamed as they would be in, in a three-man situation?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the answer is you know, if you're a defensive end coming out of high school, do you want to go play the four i or an outside linebacker position and be in coverage or get double teamed? There wasn't a real position of just, hey, you line up, you set the edge, and you go get the pass rusher and you make sacks and you like a uh chasen from LSU. You know, they just didn't have that position where it just wreaked havoc, like we saw Joseph Aside do in the bowl game. You know, like that was missing all year long from Texas' defense because he was essentially playing uh, middle linebacker for the Longhorns. So uh, just making it a more attractive position uh, for prospects is important because if you have to play 3-4 in the NFL like Charles Amenehu does, at least you're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And, high, you know, if, if you're a high school prospect and you can go play where Chase Young was playing and get those kind of stats or go to OU or go to LSU – and be a real like specialized pass rusher. You're going to do it, and I love Todd Orlando, and I do like the odd man front as a scheme. But if I was a defensive end looking to rush the passer, it just isn't a fit. Now this defense will have that edge rushing uh, fit that can get those high profile defensive ends that are rated so highly. Because we got to remember, those kind of guys get rated much higher than like a Tavondre Sweat, who doesn't necessarily do the stuff in camp. Uh, that's gonna get him to be a four or five star guy even though he's a really good player.
0: Now, when we talk about this Jack position that Joseph Osai is gonna, you know, be, you know, next year, you know, coming off the edge, does that impact what Texas is gonna recruit or are these still kind of the same same athletes and just a new new position for us to all learn?
1: I have a secret, and that's that the Jack is essentially the B backer. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, it's the same. Texas is going to run a pretty much a 4 2 and instead of that fourth man being a B-backer, it's going to be the Jack. And that, that means more of your hand in the ground and, and more really being on the edge than in Todd Orlando's scheme. Uh, but it's football. You know, not much really changes all that often. The only thing uh, that's going to be impacted is that Jack position isn't asked to do as much coverage. And so you can really get those guys that come off the edge and just straight, just get after the passer, get into the backfield, create havoc. And for guys who, you know, that's their profile or that's what they want to do in the NFL, you give them that position to put themselves in the position to then go get drafted at one of those high-profile positions, which is, you know, and nowadays in football, it's quarterback, offensive tackle, defensive end. Those are your premier spots. This, This new defense should allow them to get into the defensive end category.
0: I think that wraps up our conversation on quarterbacks and defensive linemen. Um, some news and notes to get to before we get out of here. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Tom Herman met with the media on Tuesday, also brought along his new defensive and offensive coordinators and the um, assistant coaches who um, were hired this offseason, all, all five of them, um, to chat with the uh, chat with the media. So a lot of stuff on hook'em.com to check out um, from those availabilities. A couple of notes that... Um, were mentioned during Tom Herman's uh, press conference were about position changes and uh, Roshan Johnson is going to stay at qu- running back. He'd mentioned during the season that he wanted to go back to quarterback, but it looks like he'll stay at running back. Uh, Tom mentioned that's just kind of where his future is if he wants to make it to the next level and also play. Um, you know he has a better shot at running back because he's staying at running back. Jordan Winington is going to move back to wide receiver, complete compete for. Um, playing time the slot. Malcolm Epps was a wide receiver last year. He's going to practice with tight ends during spring, kind um, of see where that, that goes with him. Uh, DeMarvian Overshone is going to move to linebacker, who he was a safety last year. Um, and Anthony Cook, who started some at cornerback, is going to move to nickelback at least during the spring to see if that is where his future is. Um, Mike, do any of those position changes kind of intrigue you?
1: Yes, I've been saying this since all of these guys were recruits. This is just this is beautiful to me. Like Overshone is the linebacker, right? I think that was the most natural move. Texas needs linebackers that have some size and athleticism. Safety, he's a he's a freak athlete, but that's a tough position for him to be in. So I think he'll be better at linebacker. And I'm really glad that Rashawn Johnson kind of took that advice. I know he's been a quarterback his whole life. And like we talked about earlier in the show, you commit to Texas at quarterback and you want to play quarterback. Uh, but for him to be able to kind of look at his future and his career and be like, I can really make an impact at running back, I, I'm happy for him that he's going to be able to to do that. And I'm interested to see Jordan Winnington. I think we're all kind of still waiting to see. You know, the last time we saw, saw Jordan Winnington, he was breaking records in a state championship game in high school. So we're all still kind of waiting to see, you know, what that's going to be like on a football field.
0: Yeah, assuming, you know, assuming him and Jake Smith are the two candidates at H, um, I think that's going to be an intriguing. Battle for playing time. It may not even need to be a battle. I mean, nah. they can get both of them on on the field, and maybe you don't have you know that one Devin Duvernay, a hundred plus receptions. But both those guys are really talented, talented players who you know maybe who came in with a lot of hype, and we're still kind of waiting to see if they can live up to it. You know, there was some you know Jordan was injured for part of this past season, and it was tough for Jake to really emerge with Devin having such a great great season. But they're both pretty big talents, and if they can live up to You know, that hype that they had when they got here, Texas is going to be fine in the slot, and they're going to be fine um, with how they try to, you know, they're not going to be able to replace Devin DuVernay fully, but, you know, those are two very good options to have if you're starting from scratch at that position.
1: Hear me out here. Texas goes skill position into 21 personnel, two running backs, tight end, and their skill position guys are Brendan Eagles, Jordan Winnington, Keontae Ingram or Bajan Robinson, Jake Smith, and Marcus Washington. You know, those are, we're starting to see Tom Herman's skill position guys really start to like have to step up. And we're about to see if those two back to back top three classes are as good as we thought because, I mean, this is his team now. That's, to me, that's the most intriguing part of this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Is for the first time, this is Tom Herman's team. And we're going to see all those names that we've been talking about in recruiting if it really turns out to be as good a recruiting classes as we all thought it, they
0: were. Yeah, I think that is well said, and I think that is all we have to say today. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week with more recruiting talk. Um, check out Mike's work on hookham.com um, with his dotted line column. Check out, you know, we have baseball, softball, uh, men's basketball, if you're still rooting for that team, women's basketball. It, a lot of stuff is going on, so check out hookumcom for all of that coverage. Don't forget to shoot us a review at the Apple Store and the Google Podcast app. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in this week and next week, hopefully, too. The Longhorn Confidential Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by our neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at Zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody.
1: Peace.